take a look at that God like there is no other. To look at whom no one can compare to. In Isaiah, God says, who is like our God? Who can compare? Ask questions such as who gave him counsel? Who instructed him who called out the stars name by name? I don't know about y'all, but that's a whole lot of naming. But our God is able to do so. There's no one like the Lord. So let's look to this awesome God in the Old Testament, 2 Samuel 5th chapter. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. Those who are not there say, hold on. All right. Those who are there say, let us begin. Please keep your Bible open and stay awake because I'm going to try my best to preach this to you. And hopefully we arrive to the same conclusion. But also keep that word open to see that I'm not telling you a lie. But you can hold on to this truth. We thank you for those who are able to stand in the honor of reading of God's word. Uh, I'm going to look at verses 17 to verse 19 uh, for a little bit of a context and then also I want I'm going to read verse uh, 10 so I'm going to read verses 10 verses 17 to 19 word of God says and David became more and more powerful because the Lord God of heaven's armies was with him another translation says he became stronger and stronger Because the Lord of hosts was with him. That's verse 10 going to verse 17. It says, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king of Israel, they mobilized all their forces to capture him. But David was told they were coming, so he went into the stronghold. The Philistines arrived and spread out across the valley of Rephim. So David asked the Lord, David inquired of the Lord, should I go out to fight the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? If I'm looking correctly, God answered right away. I got a few people with me. The Lord replied to David, yes, go ahead and I will certainly hand them over to you as you take your CV help me announce this to your neighbor tell them inquiring of the Lord we have been dealing with the theme if you will of how to wait on the Lord whenever I say that I, 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 it takes me back to the night in white And the choir will will close out on that song, boy. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage. I said, wait on the Lord. And then the the, the brother Tremel will be on the organ. The thunder will be rumbling. And there would just be a movement at that time. I remember that as a kid, just sitting down here sometimes. And when I was up there videotaping, I just remember that it says, wait on the Lord and 
Be of good courage. That's why I have that in our devotional in your bulletin. Yeah, you can look at it right now. You don't pay me no mind, but you're going to get the same thing right there. I put in the weight on the Lord. And so in the process of how to wait on the Lord, that, that the first principle we talked about, that while we're waiting on the Lord, we're trying to do too much. So the first thing we need to do is just stop. Y'all don't help me. I'll be up here a little bit longer than I, I plan to now. If y'all help me out, I'll, I'll be done real quick. So the first principle we said we just simply need to stop. That, that too many times we're complaining, we're worrying what's in our control, what's out of our control, what can we do, what we are unable to do. But if we just simply just stop and watch the deliverance of the Lord, it's amazing how you don't have to worry about anything else. Am I talking to somebody here this morning that if you can just stop and just observe and see the deliverance of the Lord. It's amazing that all your troubles seem to pass away. Because you realize that you weren't in control in the first place. Am I talking to somebody here that, that too many times you try to do it all by yourself and you're going to find out you've been by yourself. But if you just sit back and just wait and say, Lord, can you come on by here? God said, that's all I've been waiting for. <laughs> see, see. God just wants to be God. Will you let him? So when you stop and wait on the Lord, then you start realizing you can do what he's already told you to do. Because the children of Exodus, they were scared because the enemy was all around. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a constant theme you're seeing here, right? When the enemy gets all around us, we see how weak we are got a few people. I'm going to come right here because price, price with me. And, and, you, and so when the enemy's on, you realize that, that when you see a big obstacle in front of you, you start realizing how weak you are. Am I right about it? And so you start thinking about how can I defeat what's in front of me because I realize that I don't have enough resources. I don't have the knowledge or the wisdom. So I think I might go get some help. And then if I open up my Bible and it says that the Lord is a present help. In the time of trouble. So I said, well, let me just turn to him. <laughs> and it's amazing that when our enemy gets on us, we realize that there's little things that we can do, but it's great things that our great God can do. And so in that time, Moses encouraged them to stop, stand still, be not afraid, and says, watch or see the salvation or the deliverance of the Lord with what? Today, God will remove your enemies from in front of you that you will never see them again. I'm so glad that God's able to do such things. And then on the other aspect, we have Moses, the fear, their fearless leader, leading them, that encouraged them and told them what to do. And then he's crying out to God, and this is what tickled the mess out of me. I said that before, that God looked at him and said, why are you crying to me? Stretch out your hand and you part the water. Moses, I believe Moses came back to his senses looking back in Exodus 4, chapter verse 2. God already told him what's in your hand. He said, the staff said, drop. He dropped it, turned to a snake. He picked the bag up. God said, that's all you need. Go that, with that before Pharaoh. So God was using Moses, what he already had, and said, just use what you got. And so while he was waiting, he was praying, and he was doing what God has already told him to do. Some of us, some of us have received our marching orders, but we're waiting for another order. Let me help you out. You have not completed your first assignment, but you want to move on to the next assignment. 
You see so-and-so get a raise, you think it's time for your raise. You see so-and-so get married, you're wearing, where, where's my spouse to be? You see so-and-so having a child, you say, how come I'm not having children yet? You are so concerned about what somebody else is having that you're not doing what God has already given you. So when you just do what he's already told you to do, it's amazing how things start working out. God told Moses to do what? Stretch his hand. All of a sudden, God blew. And the wind opened up the sea, and they marched on dry ground and entered. And then when they got on the other side, God told them, stretch out your hand again. And then the water closed on their enemy, and they saw their enemy washed up on the shore. So when you can stop, (laughs) when you can stretch out your hand, you can do what you're able to do. God's going to do the rest. And then the next principle I want us to look into this process, we might have seen the ingredient all through that whenever they were in trouble, they cried out to their God. The, first, the third principle I want to deal with is about watch and pray. It says, David inquired of the Lord. We look at verse 10, it says that David grew stronger and stronger. Why? Because the Lord of hosts was with him. What we see here is that in the principle that David knew what it meant to be with the Lord. Because David was strong in the Lord because the Lord was with him. And be, the Lord being with him means also David was with the Lord. Uh, the deacon said it with you that we need to take God with us. Another aspect, too, that some of us need to go with God. You're trying to take God where he don't want to go. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go back to it. You look in early first Samuel, they went to war, they brought the Ark of the Covenant, says God is with us, can't nobody be. They got their bus whipped. And the ark was taken from them. And God let them know, I'm not no cheap trinket, no token for you to hang around and think you can do what you want. So then get caught up trying to think you can just do what you want. God gonna bless it. Come on, somebody. But when we Ask the Lord first, where shall I go? Mm. Then you can hear what Joshua heard. Every place you step your feet on, I've already given to you. (laughs) And so in this process, we have to look at that David was with the Lord. The Lord was with him. And what else we find out about David, you look at David, that how he loved God's word. When you love the word of God, you love him because in the beginning was the word. And the word was God. And the word was with God. And without the word, nothing was made that was made. And so when we look at it, David says that how can a young man keep his ways pure? By having that word hidden upon the heart that I might not sin against you. David goes on to say, your word is sweeter than honey, even honey from the honeycomb. Your word is better than fine gold, even refined gold. It says, your word is like a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. He says, your word is just, your word is righteous. It is, every precept is true. It brings joy. It revives the soul. It gives me wisdom. And so because of God's word, David was truly, truly desired to do everything that God would want him to do. I don't know about you, but some of us have children that love their daddies and love their moms, so they want to do anything and everything to please them. And when they displease them and they know they displease them, that hurts worse than the spanking. Am I talking to somebody here? 
My dad could whip me till the sun went down and till the sun came back up, but that didn't hurt me not one bit. But my dad let me know that, Sam, you disappoint me. Oh, I'm upset now. I let you down, Daddy. That's what I really did. That's why you're whipping me. Now I hurt because I let you down. I remember my mother telling me how she was embarrassed to go to school. That, that hurt me more than anything else. I thought it was cool to get a squat. I ain't care. Told her friend, I got a squat again today. I ain't cry. When my mom come and get me, she's in tears and telling me she's embarrassed. Oh, that hurts. So the same process David wanted to do. What can I do to honor my God? And God said, that's what I've been waiting for, David. So I'm going to be with you. And David became stronger and stronger. And so look what happened. God, God, God was with David so much so that David knew that he wouldn't do anything without God, that the enemy came around him and says, we're going to come get him. So David, look what David does. David goes to the stronghold. Some of us, some of us, some of us, some of us need to find a place that's our stronghold. A place of familiarity, a place that we can go and trust on the Lord. David has been in the stronghold before, and we see it in later times, in the same times and chapter, that he will go to the stronghold. Another time, it told him to get up out of the stronghold and go to Jerusalem. David would be in the stronghold, and while he was in the stronghold, the word tells us that he turned to the Lord. He realized that I may have a stronghold, but yet I am not able to defeat what's around me unless God is with me. Look, he has two questions. Am I right about it? He has, still I go up, and what? Will you hand them over to me? Y'all can't say. He did not just want to face his enemy. He wanted to be able to face them and defeat them. Some of us, some of us are just doing things because we think we can do them. See, David knew he was able to face his enemy. He wasn't scared of them. David was not a punk. The Philistines knew that when he became king, he said, that's the same one that been straight, that been messing with us. And then he came and fought with us. That's the same one. We know what he can do. We want to go get him. David realized, I can go and fight them, but David did not want to fight them unless the Lord says so. Tell, tell your neighbor, move when God moves. And so when God tells you to move, go ahead and move. Because if God told you to go somewhere, guess what? He'll go to be there. David is realizing that, Lord, I am encompassed all about my enemies. And so we see here that God, David knows that his enemies are about to attack him. And they, they are, the Philistines are coming to fight us around Israel. But secondly, David also knows that in the midst of all his troubles, he, he knows how to pray. Many times that we look into that when trouble hits our way, we don't turn to prayer. We turn to somebody else. We need to realize that when trouble hits, the first thing you need to do is learn how to check your email. We, we'll, we'll send a text message. We'll send an email. We'll tweet. We'll Facebook. We'll do all that other stuff, but we won't spend some time with God. Somebody says the quickest way to God is six inches, where they're talking about from your knees to the ground. If you just took some time and go straight to the Lord. And one thing I like about how I can connect with God, there's no voicemail. There's no busy signal. Some of us got so technology that we got, a, we got a, a ring back. There's no ring back that I'm listening to some music while I'm waiting for my party to be found. But as soon as I call on his name, he's right there. 
Look at David calling unto God. He says, Lord, can I go up and can I defeat him? Yes. I don't know about y'all. That just get me excited. God said yes. <laughs> he was waiting on an answer. He inquired on a God. God just looked at him and said yes. David did not want to go unless it was his will. He said, Lord, is it your will? Yes. See, a lot of us are facing problems in our lives because we went against his will. I'm hurting somebody right now. You know what it is. Somebody counseled you. Somebody encouraged you, told you what not to do. You went ahead and did it anyway. And now that you're in mess, you're in trouble, you want to blame everybody else but yourself. But the problem was God has already given you instructions, but you chose not to follow them. David followed God's command. What's it saying? Verse 25, God, and David followed God's commands. <laughs> when you follow his command, it's amazing how God works things out in your favor. But, but the problem is that we just want the victory. We don't want to fight. I'm going to come over here because he's with me. Because when you're willing to fight, you're willing to sweat, you're willing to take whatever it takes to get the job done. And you realize that it don't matter how big the circumstances are, my God has already given me the authority and the power. So I know the devil's going to have to flee. I know the devil's going to be defeated. So I'm just going to keep on until my change comes. I'm going to leave y'all on seem like you don't want to be here this morning. B.C. David heard a resounding yes from God. And he, he showed up and showed up, didn't he? David said, God showed up like a breakthrough, <laughs> like a rushing flood. Uh, in my mind's eye, I say he showed up like a tsunami. He showed up like an earthquake. He just messed up that army. So David's got so good, he said, I got to name this place. <laughs> the Alper is in the Lord of the breakthrough. Because God broke through my arms. I want you to grab here that David realized that God told him to go, but David realized who had the victory. Do not, do not forget who has given you the victory. Yes, you're, yes, you sweated. Yes, you worked. Yes, you tried. Yes, you labored. But yet God still gave you the victory. Do not think that you did it on your own because you're going to fall down because the enemy's going to come back again. Because he came back again. <laughs> he said, and again, the Philistines came down again because they weren't done. They're like, man, he beat us one time, but we're not going to give up. Y'all want you to understand that the enemy is trying to kill, steal, and destroy. Just because you defended him once does not mean he's going to leave you alone. He's going to keep on messing with you. But I want you to be encouraged and realize that all you got to do is just turn to the Lord. David saw the enemy come at him again and again. He turned to the Lord. And this time he turned to the Lord and said, Lord, shall I go up? The Lord gave my answer again. He said, no. Aren't you glad God answers? But look what God told him to do. He says, I don't need you to go up to the front. No, 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 no. I want you to come past. I want you to go to the rear. Go to the back. By the poplar or the balsam trees. They have different words there because nobody knows what that tree was. It's such an ancient time. They don't know what it was. But we know these by some trees. And he says, wait till you hear marching in the treetops. 
which represents God going before you. I'm going to sit down on that one. He told them to rest. Y'all go and rest by the trees on behind the enemy because the enemy thinks you are in front of him. But don't worry about it because I'm going to be in front of you. And just wait till you hear the marching on the top of the trees. Which, which symbolizes, it says that the Lord of hosts was with us says, I got another arm. That they may not see, but able to defeat the enemy. Because I go out before you. And, and, and then it says, after, when it says, when you hear that, arouse yourself or awake. What's showing is that while they were waiting, they was able to relax. Even though the enemy was all around them, they were able to relax. Y'all catch that? See, too many times in our lives that we are so overwhelmed with our circumstances, we forget about the one who can change them. For example, we, you, you have an outlook on rain that, oh, the sun's going to come out. Well, why don't you see that in your life, that the sun's going to come out? <laughs> it's a bad day today. That's all right. The sun's going to come out. <laughs> it could be not time still. The sun's going to come out. Because <laughs> man knows that, does not know the day nor the hour. When the sun's going to return, I don't know y'all, y'all follow me here. Because the sun's going to rise on a cloud with a sound of a trumpet. The sun's going to come out. And when the sun comes out, all my troubles will be over. And so you too need to be encouraged to realize that no matter what you're going through, the sun's going to come out. David realized that all I got to do is just turn to the Lord. And let the Lord do what he's going to do. Two requests, two different replies, but same old result. Y'all see that? The God whipped them both times. Because David did not go by himself. But David went in prayer responding to God. We see God directly answers David the first time, tell him, yes, and I will hand him over to you. The second time he said, no, don't go this way, but go this way, and I will go out before you, and I will smite them. And both times David rejoiced and gave glory unto God. The first time he defeated them, he got, David says he took their, their gods, their gods, the Philistines' gods, and burnt them because he loves the Lord. I don't know about you, but many of us, once we defeat the enemy, we need to remove all evidence. I heard somebody. You got some keepsakes, some uh, mementos, or uh, as Webster said it, more mentos. <laughs> that you have things that remind you of how you used to be. And you look fondly upon these things and start bragging about, oh, I remember when I used to, could nobody mess with me when I was. Uh, and who cares? Didn't God deliver you from that? But you want to brag about it? 
we should look upon and see that shame and just remove that shame. And say, I don't even want to look at that place. I don't want to have the, uh, 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 says, do not flee the appearance of evil. The appearance. We need to realize that when we defeat the enemy, that we don't need to glow. We don't need to satisfy, just destroy it. And just turn everything over to God. The second time they defeated the enemy, it says that Lord, said David, obeyed the commands of the Lord. And then we go on to the next chapter. Then David gets so good, now they ready. he's ready to build a place for the ark. <laughs> but in this process, I want us to grab here that when God sees us turn to him, it initiates a response from God. David set this principle in his life that it had to be ingrained in his son Solomon. Look what Solomon said when he was, you know, when Solomon turned to God and says, Lord, if your people turn away, will you have mercy on them? And will you build them? David, David, David set Solomon to build the temple. So after building the temple, Solomon turns to God and letting God know, he said, Lord, we know we some hard-necked folks and we're going to mess up. But Lord, we're asking if we repent, will you forgive us? And will you take care of us? Will you heal us? If pestilence come, will you restore us? And look what our God replied. He says, if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways and seek my face, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal the land. You see the then part? You see, God will react when we respond to his word. David responded to God's word because God said, I will have you to be my people. I will be your God. And David realized that the Philistines did not fear God, did not honor God. It was coming after God's people. So David turned to God and said, Lord, will you fight our battles? God says, I got your back. Tell your neighbor, God got your back. And so when you turn to God, you can see God break through. Oh, y'all missed it. He can break through depression. He can break through addiction. He can break through a broken family. He can break through a, a sick body. Because our God is able to change the circumstances. He's able to utterly destroy anything that come against him. And then also the second point we can find is that we can rest while our enemy is all around us. Just want that meditate for a moment. You see, the second time, right, they were hiding and resting behind the trees. He says, when you hear them marching, arouse yourself, awake yourself, alert yourself, and then go. But yet they waited until God moved. So when you incline on the Lord, wait for his response, not your response. Wait till he gives you peace and understanding of what you should do, not what you think you ought to do. Because oftentimes that we're, there's no peace in our lives is because we move without peace. Because in order for you to have peace, you got to have and know God. Because when you know the God of peace, then you're going to know peace. And when you know peace, in the middle of what you're going through, you can have peace. I'm going to leave y'all alone, but I'm going to talk about somebody. Y'all know who he is, Jesus. Uh, Jesus, who is a prince of peace, was sleeping on a ship where they had no peace. But yet he was asleep in peace because he is peace. 
And the reason why he was at peace, because he knew where he was going. Y'all missing it here? He told him we go on to the other side. He just didn't let them know that it's going to go through some storms. But I'm so glad that I can go to the other side and still make it through the storms. Because I'm not going by myself, but I'm going with the Lord. And since the Lord is with me, and I am with the Lord, I say storms that may come, though the billows may roll, but my anchor is in the Lord. My rock is my Lord. And I'm so glad that nothing can defeat me. Because greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. When it get real good to me, I get like Isaiah. I can say no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Let me help you out about this prospering of this weapon thing. Yes, a man may pull out a gun and shoot me. And yes, I may die. But that weapon did not prosper. Because Jesus said this, though a man may die, yet he believe in me. Yet he shall live. Because Jesus said, I am the life and the resurrection. So all you got to do in those dark days while you're on your knees, just be like Annie said, the sun will come out. And I'm not talking about the S-U-N. I'm talking about the S-O-N. I'm so glad uh, I'm trying to leave you alone. But I want you to understand here that God will never leave you nor forsake you. Just call on the Lord and let the Lord fight your battles. Just sit your knees on the ground and look up to the one that has everything under control. Just wait on the Lord and be of good courage. I say wait on the Lord. Uh, you be just like this. Say, the Lord is the strength uh, of my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is a stronghold. He is my light. Whom shall I be afraid of? I want you to realize that the psalm goes on and say, my enemies come around me. They stumble and they fall. If I look at what's happening here, I see David in front of his enemies. They stumble and they fail because the enemy thought they was fighting David, but David was fighting in the name of the Lord. I'm going to throw this one in for free. It's not in this text, but if you go back to 1 Samuel 17, chapter, a little boy named David, fresh off the field, came on out and let somebody know. Say, wait a minute, Saul. Come here, Saul. Wait a minute, Saul. You hiding in the back of this tent while this uncircumcised Philistine going to talk about our God. I'm going to take care of this. Because he ain't going to talk about my God and I'm not going to do anything. Saul said, well, uh, uh, <clears throat> you might need my arm. And David said, well, let me try it on. Arm don't fit. I can't use it. Well, what you going to do? Well, in times past, I was watching over my daddy's sheep. And a lion came and a bear came and I smoked them both. 
And if he's done that in the past, I know he'll do it again. To the pen to fast forward, God told under Samuel David to be the shepherd of my sheep. All right, back to the story. <laughs> David runs out to face the giant. The giant laughs at David. You come to me with a stick like I'm a dog? You what you going to beat me? Yeah, I'm going to beat you. You come with sword, you come in shield, you come with armor. But I come in the name of the Lord who is mighty in battle. The Lord of hosts. And since I come in his name, you're going to fall today. We're going to defeat you. You don't believe me? He ran up through his sling. And God guided that stone. Right into his head, how I like how I say, and it sunk into his skull. And he fell. And then David went and claimed his victory and put the enemy under his feet. Y'all missed it. And then he cut off the head of the enemy. Y'all missed it. And he used it with the young enemy's sword. Y'all missed it. What I'm trying to point out here is that every time the enemy comes against you, He's going to use what he thinks can defeat you. But God can turn it all around in your favor. And you can defeat the enemy with what he came against you with. And you can put him under your feet and make him your footstool. Look how David made Goliath his footstool. David stepped up on Goliath and became the king. David slayed his 10,000. Saul slayed his thousands. David slayed his ten thousands. Saul slayed his thousands. In the people's eyes, they saw the great warrior. Here I'm trying to tell you, God will elevate you. Don't worry about what they're going to say. God will elevate you. Though it look, look, look too big for you, God will elevate you. It may look too hard, but God will elevate you. Just hold on to God's unchanging hand. Song says, victory, victory shall be mine. If I hold my peace and let the Lord fight my battle. Victory shall be mine. That can be you today. Victory can be yours. If you hold your peace and let the Lord let the Lord our God, the Lord of hosts, the Lord our provider, the Lord our peace, the Lord our healer, the Lord our deliverer, the Lord our refuge, our rock, our strength, the Lord that is our light and our salvation. If you just let him Lord in your life. It's amazing how things start working out in your favor. Because God knows the plans he has for you. When you let him be God, just sit there and pray and trust in the Lord and let him speak to you. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Lord, there's somebody here that does not know Jesus. 
Lord, I pray right now that they will find victory in him. Your word reminds us that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, I pray right now they call on you right now. They may see the enemies all around them, letting them know they can't, they can't win. Let them know that they'll never be any good. Tell them all kinds of lies about how their life is worth nothing. But Lord, we thank you for your truth that you said their life is worth everything. For you loved us so much, you died on the cross for our sins. So that we might have life and have life more abundantly. And Lord, I pray that they see that there's value in the life that you gave up your life. And so Lord, if you're willing to die for us, how much more should we be willing to live for you? Lord, I pray right now, touch their hearts. Touch their minds. Father, Lord, it looks big. It looks insurmountable. But God, you're able to overcome it. Father, I pray they find a strength in you. They find a peace in you. They find a joy in you. And Lord, we realize your peace, your joy will never cease. Father, we thank you for this time. We thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, we ask you to have your way in our lives. Amen. 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 Pastor Price, if you could come forward, please.